and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.FM or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about a new album from Rosie Tucker called Sucker Supreme, and it starts with a song called Barbara Ann. track right off the bat does not need to grow on you at all it's so immediate and it's the perfect way to start an album it just catches your attention so well yeah this was very smartly the second single that dropped i think maybe a week and a half before the album did back in uh, april and i heard it on npr and it immediately grabbed me and i immediately put rosie tucker on the list of artists that we might want to talk about and then the album does not disappoint yeah this first track it manages so much in just over three minutes where there is a real sweetness and it's seemingly both universal and so personal. Uh, Rosie Tucker, I guess, grew up in L.A., still based out of L.A., and they did spend a lot of time in the Midwest, somewhere in Illinois, at the grandmother's farm. And this is so informed by that experience. It feels so visceral, this you know, being at a Midwestern farm in the summer and the real connection they feel for their grandmother is so sweet. And, and yet to be able to make universal statements about sort of the search for meaning and how, you know, how even something like modern agriculture lets us make fake meat out of corn and soybeans. Like it's, there's a lot in here. Yeah. There's so many little references and clever touches in this record, both sonically and lyrically. And I love the fact that I think everyone is familiar with the Beach Boys song, Barbara Ann, and you might go into this assuming it's going to be a cover, but obviously it isn't, but it's still got the bop, bop, bop in there a little bit. And there's clearly like references, but it's a completely different song. No, it is so sweet and energetic. Uh, I love the journey this song takes us on where there's this kind of very... Oh, I you know I, almost like an ambient vibe and a v- lot of analog hiss going on, and it feels like it's going to be some almost like lo-fi thing, and then turns into a very slickly produced pop rock song for a verse chorus, verse chorus, and gets 
but it gets kind of more and more intense, more and more rocky. It ends with like 90s hard rock for half a minute and it's it all works. And you get the sense that, you know, Barbara Ann might have been a sweet old grandmother, but she was also a total badass who had a baseball bat under her bed just in case. Yeah, the this is the third Rosie Tucker album, and there's definitely a step up in production values, and you know they signed to Epitaph Records, and so maybe there is more uh, money put into the studio production here. But it's definitely it's less lo-fi and folky, and much more energetic, and uh, there's a lot more variety in the sound, which is great here. Yeah, I think we go in maybe a, a slightly less rocky, more poppy direction, but equally catchy, I think, on the next track. It's called Abanero. Such a hot habanero, you can feel it in your joy. You say, this never happens to me. This never happens, but you smile while you suffer. So you're lying and wrong. And I, I'm never happy, but I've never been better. I need to see you sweat. I need to see you. I need to see you sweat. Wouldn't we be perfect together if we wanted exactly the same thing? Wouldn't we be perfect together if we wanted exactly the same? If we wanted exactly the same? You're so hot. I didn't want to jump in there, but I have to start out by apologizing for Adam's weird try too hard pronunciation of habanero habanero is how it's pronounced yeah i i clearly <laughs> learned it wrong years ago and never did the research to discover that oh yeah no 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 tilde on that end it's it's a pepper yeah. habanero pepper i am aware of that and uh, no, I'm, in case people don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it is it's spicy just like uh flirting with someone <laughs> is very spicy even if that's even if the flirting isn't going to go anywhere and it's uh yeah this song rosie tucker's songwriting is really remarkable there's such an efficiency here that these short clever turns of phrase like wouldn't we be perfect together if we wanted exactly the same thing <laughs> it is so succinct and it captures the the essence of you longing for that connection and you know, wishing you were someone else or wishing that someone else was someone else. And that, that doesn't happen. People don't become someone else overnight or ever. And this is, I think, the first appearance on the album of a recurring motif of frogs and being an amphibian who can be in multiple worlds or another thing about frogs being that they're tadpoles who then metamorphose into a frog. And there's so much of that. Yeah, the longing for transcendence, longing to belong, and it's not overdone mm -hmm. and instead it's this incredibly catchy mid-tempo song and their voice is so sweet and pure mm -hmm. and this is a remarkable pop artist yeah you know the the songs here are kind of about tend to be about coming of age topics even though I think Rosie Tucker is 26 or 27 but a lot of just kind of coming to terms with understanding yourself but it's so just low drama and and clever and with such a great perspective 
on the situations that it's really charming. Yeah, the, you do get the sense of an artist who is already incredibly mature. This is the third record, and it's, I think, a nice progression where I think the first one was barely produced and mm-hmm. self-released. Mm-hmm. Second one was you know, a little more produced and on a record label I'd literally never heard of called New Professor. Mm -hmm. And now we get this record, which even though I think big chunks of it were recorded in houses and closets, Mm -hmm. but it still has the production that feels like a very real record as befits the epitaph release. Mm -hmm. And along with the production increase, just the, the songwriting, so elegant. And yeah, this is a crazy record. It's 14 tracks in less than 40 minutes. And a lot of the tracks are, or several of the tracks are really short. Yeah. But I think none of the songs is longer than 40 or than four minutes. Mm -hmm. And yet they don't feel brief. There's no self-indulgence. And it's, you know, I contrasted as much as I love that squid album we talked about. That was, those songs were really long Mm -hmm. and this sometimes less is more. And this album yeah too many of these songs i just really love and this is for sure one of those and i think now after this we should play one of those really short tracks though and they moving away from the production too where this next track is i think really moving into that lo-fi kind of retro feel it's called trim and it's a minute and a half vocals are so dialed down there with the guitar up higher it gives the song such a different feel and a lot of these songs have such different textures so there's a lot of variation on this record yeah and somehow though i think with the use of these repeated motifs of amphibianness and even here where there's the mention of a creature of slime and then later in the album is another one of these sketch tracks is called creature of slime but then it inverts this where here you imagine these little tadpoles swimming around in a pond and then in that song, it's almost that the tadpole becomes this kaiju attacking the city. And these you know, recurring themes pull it together. And it's remarkably cohesive and very, very charming. And this, the feel of the song made me, it reminds me of like a moldy peaches sort of sound. And then there's a later song called Arrow on the record that's a cover of a Jeffrey Lewis song. And I was not familiar with him, but he's somebody who had collaborated with Kimia Dawson and then when anti-folk was kind of like a popular thing in the early 2000s and so there's a lot of influences and sounds that kind of all all like hang together here yeah there's a, a cohesive narrative even as the sound mixes up all over the place and we go from here to I think a bigger and pretty rocky song it's called delightfully for sale Ford Pinto Sickos made a playlist Pick you 
This song charmingly starts with a call out to the producer and bandmate Wolfie, who I guess is getting pretty prolific out in the LA scene. And it is really charming that the apparent affection, both in the songs and in interviews for this band, where Rosie Tucker sings, obviously writes the songs, plays guitar and synths, but is very self-effacing and says, well, actually, Jess Callen and Wolfie play way better guitars than I do, so I get out of their way. And then Jesse Reed on drums really gets a chance to shine here. Uh, they're, they're really tight rock bands. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've read interviews where Tucker has been talking about how great it is to be able to play together with friends again because this was recorded post-pandemic and just how I, I think that joy kind of comes through on the record. Well, I think the recording, I think the recording was they supposedly finished right before the pandemic, but then we're finishing it and kind of like producing it and patching it together during the pandemic. Uh, Then Rosie Tucker gets signed to Epitaph. Then they get COVID. (laughs) But fortunately, it was a mild case. So they'll be touring and uh, appearing at the uh, Tree Fort Music Festival in Boise and, and hopefully other dates as well. Boy, my recollection of that timeline was almost as bad as your pronunciation of habanero almost as bad but not quite but yeah this is yeah such a you know obviously the silliness of that title for sale ford pinto and you do get the sense of kind of precariousness and the sense of like oh i'm driving this car i'm getting into car crashes and that sort of the very mundanity of that of like oh i'm you know eating junk food or watching youtube videos then slides into this very strangely paced chorus where it starts slow and fast. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of interesting rhythmic variety within the song as we're kind of getting into this notion of like, oh, this, the impermanence of life and like, oh, time is this trash compactor. Like how much time is fleeting. And at least I'm here with my friends or maybe someone I have sexual tension with. There's so many great turns of phrase on this record. And that is one that I particularly love is time is a trash compactor. I'm feeling pressed. Yeah. It's, I am having to resist the temptation to rattle off line of lyrics of after the lyrics uh, and not say anything about the music, which is so great. Yeah. This is great songwriting. And it, it weird little touches like it seems very simple this just first but it seems like a first chorus but there's so much variety of these little hiccupy starts and stops before we get into that you tell me to you tell you tell me to which it seems like a weird interlude and then the end of the song is that repeated over and over and over again as the urgency builds mm-hmm. and it's yeah, these songs take you on a journey in two and a half minutes. It's remarkable. Yeah, the part we play kind of gets to the chorus, but then it's really only sort of the beginning of the chorus of you tell me to, and then it goes into the next verse. And then it's not until towards the end where we get the whole chorus, which is, you know, you tell me to breathe like I, uh, I'm i going to get it wrong, but like it's easy, like I've been doing it. For years. Yes. Thank yeah. you. So you can do all the lyrics. And, uh, <laughs> no, this is, yeah, this is fantastic. And I think we go from this very high energy track, so playful with these universal themes to a song that is slower, but similarly combines silliness with the universal and a real standout on the album. It's it, called Ambrosia. And the Midwest references. Yes. Chewing on my fat Contemplate the cool whip covered dish and chill for a while. 
is like a midwestern southern dish that's very gross and it's a fruit salad with mini marshmallows in it and then cool whip and it's like just have a fruit salad that would be so much better yeah and yet it is something that i i like that there's this real ambiguity here where you do get the sense that they have this affection for the dish from those summers in illinois but are also i mean it's really gross. And <laughs> and so I think that it's those can both be true. And I like the irony of this. It's the dish of the gods, which, of course, what Ambrosia <laughs> Salad is named after. And yet that name is applied to something kind of nasty and yet very sweet and maybe reminiscent of childhood. And, you know, this song about longing and an, another song about this sort of life is short and find the joy where you can and I don't, I really come out of it feel like, I don't know, is ambrosia gross or is it the best thing ever? And all I know is that wonderful pre-chorus where there's this kind of ambient distorted synth swirling around mm-hmm. as this just the ticking of time. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, you're older every second and now and now and now, and it's so urgent as their voice becomes more and more wavering Mm. and then it slows down into that description of yeah you put the cool whip on you put it in the back of the fridge and then it'll be good to eat in a little while yeah the pacing and the percussion on this song is really it it may it, it gives it a distinct feel that i don't think it's it feels like it wants to be a faster song but then the drummer is holding back and I like the tension that that creates, that there's kind of, it's a little bit slower than I expect it to be. And then it, 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 it makes it feel more restrained. And then when they belt out that, ah, it's like the emotion kind of breaks out. And I really like the way, the interplay between those, the vocal, uh, the emotive vocals and the drumming. Yeah, it really feels, I mean, maybe less, obviously like a pandemic song we've you know we've we've played these albums where it's like oh this really feels like it's about being in a pandemic but i i do sense the sense of being kind of having all of this energy pent up and mm-hmm. wanting to let it out but you kind of can't mm-hmm. and to me that i can really identify with that after the last year 
<laughs> so the next song is, a, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, a Jeffrey Lewis cover, and it's called Arrow. There are rainbows, there are daisies, sweet old ladies, bats and babies. There are no babes in wheelbarrows, no tooth fairies, no tomorrows. Where's my past and where's my future? When did the DJ leave his booth? When did the wheelbarrow fall off the roof? And where did the tooth fairy put my tooth? Time flies like an arrow, I will be a man tomorrow. World is quiet and we'll static on the radio. I will stay awake, the tooth fairy won't take all my teeth away. Static on the radio. I think the DJ left his booth. I'm staring at the roof and there's static on the radio. transformation of the original track which is very understated and it keeps obviously the very staccato and vocals and the very kind of vaguely structuralist like they're not really verses and choruses Mm -hmm. it's just kind of these little couplets that go fast and fast and build on each other yeah oh yeah it's very much kind of this dream logic and obsession with like i'm scared of these things and the tooth fairy where where, did the tooth fairy put my tooth yeah where did the tooth fairy put my tooth and the dj lost left his booth and it feels it's very disorienting and yet it feels feels kind of cosmic and i think the production here really highlights that where it feels much bigger and then that amazing lyric of i don't fall asleep i ascend to it is done as this almost like baroque kind of vocal fugue of these multiple voices interlocking and it sounds so cool and really almost like this church music only to come into this wall of noise, this like 90 shoegaze guitar at the end. It's such a great combination of sounds and it's a complete blast. Uh, that cosmic feel I think is enhanced by this this background like swirling synth and these interesting, very processed sounds that just kind of come in and out of the background. Yeah, Rosie Tucker in interviews talks about how much they're excited to play with all these different synths and I guess actually they have the day job of teaching music production to middle school students which is awesome and clearly loves playing with the technology and seeing like what kind of cool sounds can I make with this little electronic doodad and the results are remarkable like it's it's so much craziness going on and yet it completely establishes that mood and it elevates this song in a huge way so the next song we'll play is called airport
song has so many muscular guitars and these binaural beats where the drum there's kind of like some drum fills that are going back and forth between the headphones that it's it's it feels a little bit more muscular yeah there's i mean an entire the first half minute of this is all of these different fairly heavy guitar solos with a lot of weird fast and slow stutter stop and it's kind of gets you off balance for then going into the heart of the song which is a very unsettling song yeah that's almost like a dream imagery it's very strange and there's some kind of disturbing you know imagery about being squeezed by a python and giving into the squeeze well that's yeah it's such a wonderful depiction of a dysfunctional relationship and in such i i love that there's this kind of almost vaguely like 60s cool mod jazzy synth and that's and like backing vocals yeah well and i think like back but like airport oh that's like when airports were cool and then immediately mm-hmm. like no we're not talking about that kind of airport we're talking about 21st century airports where it's security theater and plexiglass police state ah yeah that my my girl's an airport and then describe how awful it is to be at an airport and loving you is like a dream and then describing all of the awful kind of dreams a person can have and it is very unsettling and I, I feel guilty for enjoying the song and finding it as fun and kind of funny as it is, but it's really a dark humor for sure. Yeah, this whole album is so delightful and surprising. And I was not familiar with Rosie Tucker before listening to this record. And it was just such a, it's out of left field. It feels like there's a lot of different sounds going on. It's There's a lot of variety on this record, which is always great to see with an artist that I'm being introduced to for the first time. And so many clever lyrics and so much creativity that I'm re- I, I was really excited about. Yeah, it. and it's a solo project, but it's very clearly, this is a band. They play really well together mm-hmm. and the results are here for us to enjoy. It's remarkable. And it's clear that Tucker gets energy from working with these people that are you know good friends and wolfie has been producing i don't know if all uh, if wolfie produced all three of the records definitely the second one yeah so um just you know the the, that feeling that you get of the confidence of working with people that you trust and feel close with yeah and fortunately yeah we're not at the end of the album we can still i think play even more great music and i'm really happy that coming in towards the end and actually the the technically penultimate track but i think it's the last real track Mm -hmm. gets to go into more of that both cosmic energy and that kind of shoegazy sound that i really think rosie tucker knocks out of the park in a big way yeah and the the as you said this is the penultimate track and then the last track is a great bookend where it's called how was it and it's a kind of cut up collage of elements of the first song that are then pasted together in this little end and little end bit and to the question how was it i think it was pretty great i agree so we'll go out with that penultimate track peach pit and we've been discussing rosie tucker's album sucker supreme and you've been listening to for the record thanks so much for listening Peach, peach.
podcast is a proud member of the BFF.fm podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.